Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the Survivor Now podcast. The content is coming up shortly, but first we got to pay some bills. Okay, we are so excited to tell you guys about this great partnership we now have with our good friend Katie over at Katie Tedesco Art. Since 2015, Katie has been running the original Survivor fan shop where she creates Survivor trading cards, Survivor idol keychains, Big Brother keys, and more. We have been huge fans of hers ever since we started ordering our own items. We're huge fans of the Survivor trading cards. I even got my favorite, John Cochran. You can order them in packs, say an entire season, or you can also order your favorite Survivor Castaways cards in individual packs as well. The items come in a timely manner and are handled with care to make sure you, as a customer, are never disappointed. You can check out all of her cool work over at our Etsy site. The link is in our Instagram bio, so just head on over, let her know Survivor Now sent you, and give her a follow. You can find her on Insta, at Katie Tedesco Art. That's all one word, and that's Katie Tedesco, T-E-D-E-S-C-O, Art. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Survivor Now podcast. We just got done watching season 44, the premiere, the two-hour premiere on CBS. And let me just tell you, <laughs> I don't even know where to begin here. I mean, I mean hopefully, we, if you're watching this, we don't need to tell them anything, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for cutting me off there, because I, I don't even know where to start. But I can't do this alone, so I have two of my amazing co-analysts here with me first off he is back after being away for a long time uh this is will hello will welcome hello. back i don't know why i said it like that i'm just so <laughs> flustered right now this is will <laughs> so. i mean i was last year in december or november i forgot when season th- uh, 43 ended off but I, it's, it's march Oh, oh man, God. it is March. It, it's it is March. 2023 is moving fast. And we are also joined by the incredible Josh Verlin. He is back. He was here for the cast assessment. And you're going to be seeing a lot more of his pretty face around here for season 44. Uh, your wife won't get mad at me, right? No, not at all. I formally apologize for introduce, interrupting your introduction. I, I instantly <laughs> felt bad after I did that. I was like, I shouldn't have done that. No, it's oh, all good. I didn't have anything planned, but wow, did I mean, it feels great. No matter how you guys, the fans, how we feel about Survivor, whether it is we prefer the Australian version, we love the South African, we still love the good old-fashioned U.S., it feels great that U.S. Survivor is back. And I mean, we're going to be jumping all over the place here. That's kind of our new way of doing these episodes, but I got to go to Josh first. And Josh, the first thing you texted was this intro is incredible, or this is one of the best intros or something like that, not word for word. But I mean, right off the bat, it was new. It was exciting. We got to see every castaway. What did you think, man? Yeah, uh, just before I even get to your question, I think it's great after people just bitch all off season and it's just like they spend the whole four months. Oh, here's what's wrong with Survivor, blah, 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 Survivor. Survivor's losing it. And then in two hours, you're like, this show is so freaking good. <laughs> I will say that as one of those people who always says Survivor's really good, I'm not one of those bitchers in the off season. But I know so many people do bitch about it, and then I you am. come back and it's I, I know, I'll, I know I'll you admit, are. I am. And then you come back and you're like, "This is still way fun, and it's the best show on television." Oh, I'm no, the just, a, just a reminder, I will remind you at this moment. Okay, I will um, complain all season, and then after I'm like, "I miss Survivor so much." <laughs> well, Sorry well, to cut I don't it know off. Tell, yeah. Um, no, great, great. Yeah, the introduction was so. It was just different from an editing perspective you know i mean there was nothing different about it in terms of the actual like marooning it was just what we've come to see of three tribes arriving on a beach but the editing first of just the carolyn sort of um off the cuff unscripted moment that i don't know if they've ever really shown us like that kind of producer interaction before but i know more reality shows have been sort of leaning more in that direction of like yeah there's producers out there it's known like it's okay every once in a while to show them. It just, Survivor's never done that before. So very curious to see how they do that moving forward. And then I really loved editing wise, that clip of the montage of like eight to 10, maybe maybe even everybody really quickly just saying 
kind of finishing each other's sentences, saying the same thing, getting out to the beach. It was a really good way to just hear from everybody in a short period of time. And I think they've gotten really good. The two hour episodes certainly help. They've gotten really good at introducing us to everybody. Like if you look at the cast list, there is maybe one or two that I feel like, I don't know if we really got to see them at all this episode, but I feel like we got to know a lot of this cast really quickly. That's what I really loved is one of the biggest complaints right off the bat, especially with these first episodes and two hour uh, long ones is, well, we didn't get to hear anything about this person. Why was this person all over the screen? So I agree a thousand percent that that was the first thing that stood out to me. And you point out that montage. I loved it. I was like grinning ear to ear. I'm like, Yes, yes. You know, all the people who bitch during the off season about this is one of the things we bitch about is we want to see everybody. We don't want any purple edits. Not to say that as the season goes on, we're not going to see a lot from there might be some people who don't stand out, but it was really nice to hear from everyone just to start off. Will anything catch your eye right off the start before we actually get into all the challenges and everything? I'm talking right at the very beginning. I mean, nothing my, I mean, I, I was fanboying over seeing the old clips of the maroonings and whatnot. I will say I do. I, I complain about Survivor a lot, but I do think this is the one thing the Survivor's always gotten right is being especially recently. Right. I feel like we've always I think ever since season 41, we see kind of a glimpse of everyone from the intro. Like no one feels new. Right. Um, like I feel like I remember that way feeling that way in season 43. And I also want to say 42. I could be wrong, but I think ever since 41, you know, producers are like, all right, we know how to edit Survivor now. Let's, you know, edit. Yeah, yeah they're, they're starting to figure out. And it, you know what? You can say whatever you want, but they are listening to the fans. I mean, we have a podcast right now that you guys can listen to at some point where Jeff Probst is going to be talking about the behind the scenes, but that's beyond the point. So let's get into... I mean, right off the bat, we're starting with some incredible shots, and this is something we've seen in the new era of Survivor. I mean, especially the mud. The mud looks disgusting, like dripping off these people. But then right off the bat, we have medical. This is going to be a reoccurring theme this episode, is medical being called in. And I noticed it immediately. I thought I thought it was someone else at first, but it ends up being Bruce. And it looked like, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, it looked like he just went head first into that like wooden platform that you had to kind of crawl underneath. Um, and That's the I only mean, thing I could think of that mm-hmm. he would have dashed he's his head on. Ripping blood instantly. And, you know, challenge plays out and we can see him really struggling a little bit. Jeff keeps checking in. He's like, he's fine. And you can just tell right away that he is not fine whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, I would imagine he got a concussion. I mean, none of us are medical experts here, but I would imagine that's what happened. Like, I can't imagine what else it was. And yeah, just a shame. I mean, right off the bat, like they're they're saying it's um, kind of adrenaline based. It was the mixture of excitement and the adrenaline pumping through his veins that just kind of got to his head and he kind of passed out. I mean, I knew instantly. I'm like, it that can't just be it. This guy's got to be struggling. And we can go ahead and talk about the whole Bruce situation here because he went back to camp and he's doing okay. And then nightfall comes and he starts struggling again. And you can just tell something's not right. And that's when it clicked in my head that this was going to end up being a medevac. Will, was, did you realize that before I did, or did it take you a little bit longer? It just seemed like he was being pulled from the game. I mean, I thought he was getting evacuated at first right on the spot, right? Because <laughs> I remember I looked away for like 10 minutes, came back, and I saw my winter pick just passed out on the sand, medical everywhere. And then he got back, you know, he said, you know, survivors go. And I thought he was going to be fine for the rest of the episode. I thought it was going to be like this big storyline of like Bruce, you know, overcoming the elements, uh, kind of like the inverse of uh, Carla from last season where she was kind of, you know, uh, withering away. You know, I thought it was going to be the exact opposite or like Bruce, you know, he starts off weak, but, you know, he overcomes it and then night happens and then he gets even worse. And then I realized, oh, wait, no, my winner pick gone. R.I.P. Uh, yeah i i want to clarify i didn't think it was a concussion at first i thought it was a concussion when yeah i also thought when he just heard it i was like like head wounds bleed a lot take that from someone who has swam into the corner of a pool oh Uh, yeah that yeah what 
Yeah, I, uh, I was like seven. <laughs> okay, okay, this is than Josh on his. I recall, I recall the water being very dark, but I was seven. Um, yeah, head wounds bleed a lot, so no, I totally oh, thought yeah. like at first it was just like, oh no, he hit his head, he bled a lot, it's hot, adrenaline pumping. Like mm-hmm. I totally thought that. It wasn't until afterwards I was like, oh yeah, no, this guy has a concussion. So when did it hit you? When when everyone what? kept saying like, we'll, as soon as we're he was like, rubbers. yeah, as soon as they. I mean, they Happens. give that musical cue. It's like the yep. the like yep. something is not right here cue, and as soon as they do that, and you're like, oh, head injury, and now it's hours later, and he's struggling. Like that's that's. I I mean, bad. you you have to feel for Bruce. I, I'm gonna put this out there, and I I imagine I know the answer that I'm gonna get. Do we see them ever bringing like Bruce back, giving him, hey, let's actually give you a, a full chance at Survivor? It's not the first guy who had to leave day one. You know, we saw this a few seasons ago with um. Oh, I feel bad for not remembering his name. Jackson. Jackson, yes. Uh, but it was a different situation. And, and uh, from David versus Goliath. Uh, uh, with the boat Test, incident. The, testing my knowledge. I, I know what you're talking about now. Um, Pat heard his back. Brad. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if y'all want to go even older, uh, we saw something similar in One World with Courtney Moon, who got injured on the first. Uh, oh, yeah, broke her broke her wrist broke so her wrist. i mean so you're looking at it like this has happened before where pat, someone had to pat 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 yes yeah. this has happened before where someone had to leave day one and you can just see how much it means to this guy you know he's like he doesn't want it no one wants to go out that way but i it's just tough because you don't see people a lot of times get that second chance when they really should i really wish cbs would be like that was very unfortunate let's give you another shot so we've seen it once before, Philippines, when they brought back Russell Swan, uh, who passed out in Samoa, um, uh, Jonathan Penner from uh, when he got hurt in Micronesia, and uh, and Scoopin from the fire, and they had the three of them captain, and it was like three guys who had been injured. So I think you actually could see it happen. So don't rule it out. Don't rule it out. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's totally out of the realm of possibility. Plus, <clears throat> Philippines is a very popular season sorry randy no yeah. no you you are all good uh i mean i feel for bruce but this wasn't the first well this was the first i was a stupid way i was gonna say this wasn't the last we saw from the medical crew this episode next up let's go ahead and talk about the second instance where real we, quick yes injection thought it also could be maybe for a second chance two season i wonder if that's some of the slots that could give away would be a good fit for that i sorry want, just thought no. that and didn't want to like lose that <laughs> while we were you're uh, you're all good i i would love i've been saying it. i would love an all injured season where people who got <laughs> injured come back and you know this is your i think that'd be fun i think it'd be a cool theme if they ever start doing themes again but Bro, we, we see injured. we see maddie i mean we saw this in the promo he's climbing this rock i don't know why it's just he wants to live Kudos to him. I'm not here to judge the man, but I would never do that. Um, so he's climbing this rock and he loses his footing. He said he reached for something and the rock gave way, tumbling down, and he immediately calls for medical. And I the the, the image is stuck in my mind. He said, first off, from someone who's dislocated their shoulder and they oh, said yeah. you're gonna deal with this the rest of your life he's like oh i just popped it back in and i'm still to this day i'm like if it ever happens to me again i'm not popping it back in i just can't do that but then you see his foot he said his foot started feeling a little funny and just the blood coming from his foot this man's already in a sling now you know guys we can talk about it because we're kind of jumping around here in the episode but are we shocked that he wasn't more of a target? This man is walking around in a sling and has been told not to compete in challenges that kind of need force. Okay. So I think this kind of segues into something that I wanted to talk about. And I think we can, we can build off it here and you, our viewers can see how much we really planned for this, but that's kind of the fun of doing it right after the episode. Right. It's like, we have two minutes to be like, let's just go. I think if there was a theme for today, and I love this cast. Let me preface by what I'm about to say is I love this cast. I think it's a lot of great people. I think the theme for tonight was everybody overplayed. Almost everybody. (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. From from, let me climb up on this giant rock on day one to two shots in the dark being played to, you know, I I don't want to blame Bruce for slamming his head on the thing, but like, you know, maybe make sure your head goes under the thing. Like, all uh, half of the people 
Um, you know, Brandon, like not thinking about the idol and calling the whole tribe to it. Although he, you know, he redeemed himself by playing it at the right time. Like almost everybody like hit the island and, and you can't, can't help it. Right. They're all survivor fans. Like it would be really difficult to go out on the island and not jump right in. But like, man, a lot of people just hit the island and were like, let me see what I can do within the first couple of days of being here. And it's like, whoa maybe maybe a lesson for future seasons to like yeah you know slow down a little bit i don't think it was more people overplaying i think people just underestimated how hard survivor is right because i think we see that both in the physical aspect and the in the strategic sense right because you know we saw you know matthew who's like oh i've been swimming in rivers you know since childhood you know kind of underestimate his own uh, I guess abilities and capabilities within Survivor, right? Because like early on, he was like a huge provider, you know, you know, getting fired. And you know, we see another player remark on his leadership abilities, and so he's like, "Let me go climb a rock for no reason, right?" <laughs> None. <laughs> and then you know, we saw we saw Bruce. You know, he went all out in the challenge, which led to him, you know, hitting his head. And then we had just the complete tomfoolery from the Ratu tribe, you know, with all the advantages that were happening the everyone trying to be like the sneaky player by going to the island you know i think people just underestimate that you know survivor is extremely difficult not just in in terms of the physicality but also you know um just being able to play the game they're also making it more physical and i don't i I wanted to touch on that i don't love that as much like i think the game is already going to be physically demanding and i think they're now adding like a little too much of this strength element to it to Uh, i was gonna like someone like carson has to feel like he has to bulk up 40 pounds or 30 pounds (laughs) to, to compete um you know maybe that's just i just think they're they're really trying to lean into this is really difficult but i think it can be really difficult if you go three days without water you don't then necessarily need to have yeah. someone exert themselves like i think they're i think they're putting themselves in a little bit of a danger zone here that I i'm mean, not and i'm surprised i didn't learn better from cal wrong i i agree with that a thousand percent because one of the biggest arguments that the fans have had past couple seasons is as survivor has gone this direction of We're going to make you starve more. We're going to give you literally nothing, no rice, nothing. You have a basic machete and maybe one or two tribes has flint and that's it. Mm -hmm. And the argument has been, is survivor going a little too far? And, you know, we, we counter argument with that with like, no, it's the show they can do this, but as they're not giving the tribes as much as they used to, you can also notice in the challenges day one, how many challenges have we seen day one challenges or not day one. You get what I'm saying. First episode challenge. one. Yeah. yeah. First immunity challenge. How many of those have had something that it takes the entire tribe to move? I mean, it's, it's what you're saying, Josh is the exertion that these people are having to do at day three when they haven't, they don't have the stuff that they need to eat and to, to make, you know, to cook some food or whatever. So these castaways are living on literally nothing and you're making them carry this giant treasure chest. You know, you just compare that to what the first challenges used to be, where it used to be just, you know, get in a boat, grab a torch and set the, set the thing on a blaze. So I I kind of agree with you. Do you think that this is going to be the biggest argument coming from this episode is survivor getting a little too tough? I think what it is is that they're just trying to overcompensate for the controversy of um, having only 26 days. Absolutely. I do want to say, though, that not all the old school first challenges were, you know, pieces of cake. I just want to talk about oh, no. uh, season 11 real quick where, you know, players nearly got medevaced for the 11 mile walk through Guatemala. Um, and so I feel like what Survivor is trying to do is they want to have this like grand physical uh, element because a lot of casual fans do really like the challenges right because you know and so i think you know the survivor what they want is they know that the uh first bunch of people are going to watch the first episode and then kind of fall off so they want to have a big huge challenge and i think they just went a little overboard in this season like they did in season 11 it also and i think we got to consider this as well is they probably didn't they planned for it to be six on six on six, not five on five on five. I'm True. sure that factored into it a little bit. Um, 
But you know, when that's the danger when you have six person tribes, if you have eight person tribes, or if you have nine person or 10 person tribes, if you have to drop somebody, you know, you still have eight people throwing something around. Yeah, my, my guess would be that factored into it. Not only did we see the first immunity challenge being really, really tough, but I think the savvy and sweat, which I'm starting to be a big fan of this because they are evolving it. They are changing it every year. So first season, it was cool. Second season, I'm like, oh God, we're going to start doing this all the time. I do like how they're changing it up. And mm-hmm. I would argue that the savvy and sweat this season were the toughest they've ever been. It's either collect coconuts one at a time and drag this giant bag through the sand. And that looks exhausting or solve what I thought was 10 times more challenging than the triangle puzzle. Maybe that's just because I'm not as good at puzzles as Helen and Carson are, but I'd love to hear you guys' thoughts on that because if I'm sitting there, I, I am saying let's do the coconuts because I think it's going to be tough, but over time we'll get it done. I don't Are you going to do those coconuts? Hell no. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I know there's going to be two guys bigger than me. They've got this. I'm going to go do my own thing. I, I just don't. 15 minutes, if you get it wrong, you get nothing. You only get one guess, and I'm just not taking a risk on a puzzle oh, yeah. like that. So, But it sounds like, Josh, you you would have rather done the the savvy. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm take it or leave it on this strength and savvy stuff like I, I feel like they're trying to get a little too tricky with like okay you just got to the beach and now here's strength and savvy and oh here's this thing in a cage and you know like yeah uh, i'm okay with like one of those things but like all of it i, just... I did i do i here's the thing i i'm okay with strength i like variation in survivor so what i don't mm-hmm. like is when it seems like oh here's the thing that now is a permanent part of the game like mm, have it okay have it come in and out right if, if strength versus savvy was like a thing oh we get back to camp oh, okay this is how we have to win our thing got it yeah we weren't planning for that i think that's a lot better than like okay here it comes again um i do actually like the idol in the cage let's, I let's thought that talk, was a good let's talk about that a little Real bit um, quick though yeah go ahead I will do want to bring up i know we a uh, eric abraham couldn't join us but i would just like to say that if he was here he would absolutely say you know if you put me on the island i'll do the sweat i can do it instantly and then we vote at will and <laughs> that's just what it's, yeah, about. It, you are correct that that is what he would say but let's and talk- i would counter that by saying abe you have no chance of finishing that okay <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about this idol in the cage. It's probably one of the biggest new twists of the episode before we get into, um, and we'll talk about this in a few minutes, uh, before we get to the numerous different advantages and all the bags and stuff, which is a little much, but let's talk about the more simple idol in the cage, although no one has a clue that it's an idol in the cage and you have to find the key for it. Are, are we a fan of this twist? This is the first question we always ask when we see something new introduced. Are we a fan? Will, you're shaking your head yes. Yep. I don't want it to be permanent, but every once in a while, absolutely. I love paranoia. I love watching people because it brought a very, very interesting dynamic to, I forgot what tribe it was. It was the um, Ratu. Ratu, the exactly. Tribe, yeah. Because we saw Brandon find it. We saw, was it, who was it? Maddie, right? Maddie, Maddie was Mad- right there with it. Yeah, she... She saw Brandon and then she was like, oh, wow, Brandon's sketchy. And then went up to Brandon. Brandon she's like, Brandon, so we should hide this from the rest of the tribe. And then Brandon's like, oh, yeah, Maddie's shady. You know, it, it, <laughs> it causes so much paranoia to where it's like, it's so hard to build trust. I would never want to play in those conditions when I go in Survivor, but it's fun to watch. <laughs> I mean, Josh, who made the right decision here? Was Did Brandon make the right decision by sharing it with the entire tribe or should he have gone with Maddie and kind of- He should have gone him? with Maddie. They, that's they what had, I'm nope. thinking. Yeah, he should have, they had that, that's like what forms a partnership and then you hopefully roll with that. Like instead they fractured. Now it won't hurt him because now she's gone and I feel bad because I, I like Maddie a lot. I've met her in person. She's very yeah, nice. Super sweet, yes. Um, I-, I I'm a little, I think like we're, we're now sort of distracted because of the way it played out because the twist wasn't so much the idol in the cage, right? Because the idol in the cage is the idol under the rock is the idol everywhere, right? Everybody knows oh, yeah. there's an idol out there somewhere. The twist was the second idol hidden in the bag. Mm, I'm assuming yes. that the point was somebody would find it, hide the note that said, 
there's a second idol for you. I'm assuming that one of the pieces of paper just says this is a hidden immunity idol and doesn't have the info. And there was two pieces of paper, I believe, in there. Yeah. I think that what they planned for was that somebody would find it, hide the second idol with the paperwork and have somebody think they had a real idol because we haven't seen like a convincing fake idol, I guess, since Devin's. Mm-hmm. And before that, it was a while. So um, that was, I think, the twist. <laughs> well, we did. And it got that. totally ruined, <laughs> at least at one tribe. So uh, I'm curious to see how that actually plays out when they like somebody doesn't. I mean, come <laughs> yeah. on. Like, like, okay, Brandon's a Philly guy. And so I, I can't be too mad at him. And I give, I will give Brandon credit. The idol play was the right call. Like, I think he, I mean, clearly. I don't want to say he fully redeemed himself, but like, I think he got back to even footing. Like, okay, the idol's out. I don't have it anymore. You guys were going to get me. I got it. I played it right. Like, I think he, he evened himself out, but like, what did you, you thought that was going to be like an advantage for the whole tribe? Like, come on. They, <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> no. And, and I love his line where, I mean, Jeff asked them at tribal council, is this an idol for the tribe? Is this Brandon's idol? And then someone starts saying, well, I think like, we just came to the conclusion and Kane was like, no, I'm pretty sure that's Brandon's idol. And Brandon just said, damn right. It is. <laughs> so it was it was incredible to watch but i i was also shocked that brandon decided to tell the tribe one because of what you said josh about that's a great way to form a partnership and two when is it ever a good idea to tell anyone about an immunity idol because i feel like if you have a public knowledge idol you might as well play that at the next tribal council either for yourself or to change the vote up completely because you're just going to have that giant target on your back until you get that idol out of the game. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, <laughs> that's just, I, that's how I feel. I know about it's like, you, I know you No, you're right. And I know it's like you, you'd think, okay, we haven't seen this bag in a cage, but like, there's nothing that would indicate this is a tribe thing. It was, they, everything the producers put out there they put out there and mess with the tribe they're not gonna be oh, like yeah. oh cool here's beans for you although jam jam reaching into it and going maybe it's candy it was great <laughs> i i was waiting for someone to try is there's no rule that you can't try to yank that thing out of the cage i mean right like i'm take, pretty sure it's implied it, i would assume I'm that sorry. somebody tried and that they yeah there's no way that no that you can't really tried. reach it enough to like really grab you have it. a you have a machete Take that machete, stick it in, and chop that thing down, and then just try to pull it out of the cage. That like, would be hilarious. Talking about overplaying on day one. It's like Sur- Survivor 47, and there's Randy, like, macheteing the idol bag. This, this is why I would get voted out of the game, because I'm just going to tell the tribe, why don't we take the machete and just chop it down? Or let's break the lock off. Can't you take, like, the back of the machete and just, come on, people, this is just jailbreaking skills right somebody here. else comes back to the tribe hey everybody randy's trying to stab the immunity <laughs> idol so yeah I there's a randy but he took a machete and just started going to town on the cage I don't there's, there's just the cameraman like he's sitting there and he's like no just i wouldn't funny. do that i wouldn't do that you're gonna piss jeff off and then it's like <laughs> hard cuts to like sort of a wide angle of you just kind of wailing away at the cage. <laughs> no i'm yeah i wish see that is the entertainment we need here although this episode was still entertaining so oh, we yeah. do get we do get the uh the mysterious boat advantage twist back where three people have to go to um what's the word i'm looking for um exile island yeah decision island or yeah (laughs) yeah exactly um the three people who go here everybody draws or two tribes decide to go with the stick strategy one tribe did rocks i'm trying to find it here do we remember who all went as i oh here it is lauren lauren for ratu matt for soka and sarah for tika right um sarah was all great let's go and then Matt was kind of like, oh, I don't want to go. And Lauren, I, I, she was wanting to go too. She said she uh, she made sure she was going. So this is a new twist. And this is another thing that they keep changing every season is the the mysterious island. We saw it was Shipwheel Island. And then last season, it was just kind of walk out to this rock island. And, and this season, it is draw into a bag, right? You have to draw. There's one advantage and two lose your votes. If you pull out, I'm going to explain this. I know you guys watched the episode, but I'm sure there's people out there who are like, this makes absolutely no sense. So you have to draw. If you draw and you get the advantage, congratulations. You're good. You got the advantage. If you draw and you get a lose a vote, you can either be done 
and keep that lose a vote. So you only lost your vote for one tribal, or you can redraw with a 50-50 chance of getting the advantage. If you redraw and get the advantage, you still lose your vote for that first tribal, but you also have the advantage. If you draw and you get the other lose a vote, then you've lost your vote now for two tribals and you're done and you're just super unlucky. So Matt, I thought it was really interesting that we saw it play out perfectly where Matt lost his vote for the next two tribals. We saw Lauren, she just got the advantage right away. And this is where it does kind of get confusing because they had, it seems like they have a different advantage in every single bag. And that's why it matters what path you choose. Lauren got the bank your vote advantage, which means she can go to a tribal council and we saw this play out not vote and she can save that vote to use at a future tribal council to use as an extra vote and then uh sarah she lost her vote for the next tribal council but then she got the inherited advantage which is she can someone said this on twitter it seems very op you can play it at a tribal council before the votes are read and steal any advantages and any idols that were played for that tribal council. So if you play it right, it can be a little OP in terms of advantages. Whew. Okay. I got through all that. I'm sorry. I'm going to, I'm going to shut up now and let uh, my other two stars take it away here. couple of questions here. Do, did we like the twist? Was this an interesting segment? And uh, is this a little too many? Cause people have already said over the years, we're doing too many twists. And now we're saying there's a different advantage in every single bag. They're all new and we have to hear the rules and how they play out. I'll go to, I'll go to Josh first on this one. What did we think about this mysterious Island segment here? I would love to know if there are any people who listen to this podcast who don't watch the episode who are like, screw <laughs> the episode. I'm just going to listen to the podcast and figure out Me. what happened. <laughs> Yeah, well, that'd be great. Those people would be so confused. Okay. Um, yeah. Here's what I don't love. What I don't love is forcing people into a situation where they're probably going to lose their vote. I don't love that. I like that for the beware advantage. At least they were letting you know, like, hey, if you don't want to risk anything, you don't have to do this. And I get that you could say, well, they didn't have to volunteer to go to the island. Fair enough. Um, but all of them put their put their you know straws in them into the bag. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just don't love that aspect of it. Like I would rather yeah. them at least give them an out, say like if you want, you can just step away. Um, and I know that people say, Oh, why would you go all that way to do that? I just when you're in a six-person tribe and you lose your vote that early, like mm-hmm. I just I, I just mean Maddie was playing not to cut you off and I'm sorry for cutting you off, but like, how dare a, you a, a perfect example that I got you back for the intro. <laughs> the perfect example <laughs> is Maddie, who I thought was have it playing a, a really great game. He's got this showman's that's going to be going on with Franny over here. And I thought Maddie was in a pretty solid position. And then he has to do this basically. And he didn't have to risk it a second time, but he did. And now he's lost his vote for two tribal councils. So I'm like, you kind of, I agree with you. I feel like they're kind of forcing them to play, which I never think you should force someone yeah. to make a decision on Survivor. And you just took Maddie, who was in a great position, in my opinion, and now he's in a shit position. And it makes you, what I, like, part of what is makes Survivor great, and I think this still applies, but it especially applied <laughs> years ago, was that you could win in different ways. You mm-hmm. could play different games and win. You could play the social game. You could play the strategic game. You could play the physical game. You could play a mix of those. When they force everybody into advantages and they force every like you're sort of forcing everybody to play the same <clears throat> game. And then it becomes this comes this weirdly nuanced who played that same game in a little bit instead of like, oh, who played the best game their own way? Mm, that's and a great I, way to put it. I like who can play Survivor their own way. And I think this game still allows for that, but I think the more decisions you force people into, you force them all into this singular way of playing. Well, yeah. what do you, th- you think about this here? So, I totally agree. I mean, because I'm someone that would want to go to the island and I would not want to risk my vote, right? Because again, it's so small uh, tribes, right? And 
you know, I kind of liked that before it was this balance where it's like, oh, you have to immediately trust or distrust the people you just met. But this is just you pull something out of a box and you have a was a two thirds chance of losing your vote. One third chance. I forgot what yeah, it was. Well, it was uh, a two thirds chance two -thirds. Of, losing, of losing your vote. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it. there's no get out of jail free card because, again, like. You know, you don't want to be the only person to stake out and be like, I don't want to go to the island, right? Because I feel like they'd be like, why don't you want to go to the island? The island is this magical place, right? You know, because Survivor, everyone wants to like fit in, right? So no one wants to stick out like a sore thumb. It's like uh, high school, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would be careful though calling Matt Maddie because we have a Maddie. <laughs> so I, I not anymore. We don't. True. <laughs> Dang. Don't shade. Um, uh, I have to. I do want to talk about next up. I want to talk about some day one alliances that we got here. This is always fun to look at who joins together at the very start. And I want to know if any of these alliances stick out to you guys as, a, you know, a duo or a trio that could work together for a while. So on the Tika tribe, we had Carson and Helen. Carson, Helen, and Sarah actually formed like a trio that those three want to work together, leaving Bruce, Carolyn, and Jam Jam on the outs. On Ratu, the Orange Tribe, we had Brandon and Maddie, Matt, Matty. That seemed like they were pretty close, and everyone else was just kind of all over the place. And then on the Green Tribe, which Soka, sorry, I have their buff on, and I can't even think right now. We had Franny and, and Matt, who look like they're going to be the showmans that Jeff was referring to this season, especially with the preview we got for next week and, and love it. Love it. So uh, will I'll go to you first here. Any yes. of those three day, uh, you know, first three day alliances stick out to you. So the, the Matt and Franny one, especially because I, I recently watched uh, David, uh, not David versus Goliath, uh, MVGX where the whole pre-merge is, you know, around this, the showmance. And I feel like it's been a long while since we last had one. Yeah. Uh, I think the last one was Robin Amber from 40. So uh, does that count? Okay. Absolutely. It counts. <laughs> count Anywho that. cut me off. So I think, you know, having a showmance, especially early on would leave into a really interesting dynamic. Right. Um, but I feel like right now survivor is kind of very fluid where it's, it's no more like, solid alliance and more of just these voting blocks um with i think 42 being an anomaly right because we had the taku four i believe yeah 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 until like the final six but uh yeah i mean josh any of these stand out to you or is it is it just way too early to call and and you're just sitting there and you're like randy why are we even talking about this i see it i can read your mind yeah what what do we think from these alliances <laughs> yeah i think it's too early I do really yeah. like the Soka tribe, though. Uh, I mean, the Soka tribe, there's so many characters there. I think my winner pick, Josh, is looking fantastic. That dude is toned. Um, and then Claire. I mean, we saw this interaction. I mean, props to Claire for the cross-tribal interaction for absolutely oh, no yeah. reason. And kind of blowing up someone's game for absolutely no reason. So, Matt, uh, Matty, God, that is getting annoying. Matt <laughs> T, because there's another Matt there, too. Uh, and Claire were on the sit-out bench, and Claire. There's no Matt T. Is are they both Matt? Yeah, they're it's Matt. They're both Matt, Matt, but there's no Matt T. <laughs> I wondered why you kept saying that. I thought it goes by Maddie. Maybe I'm there's a Matt. There's a Matt B, and there's a Matthew G. We, we, oh, we can thinking... call. We can call. We can call Matt Maddie for now. I, I'll then... call. I'll call him Matthew. So Matthew and Claire. I'm. I'm thinking of Australian Survivor. There's so uh, much Survivor right now. No, Matt. Um, Matt and Claire. Matthew. Uh, there's too many. And there's a Matt E. Uh, there's a Maddie on. It's uh, yeah. Too many on Survivor. Yeah, voted out. She's out of the picture. But, but Anna Maddie. No. Okay. But anyway, so Matt and Claire were the sit-outs for the immunity challenge, and Claire just decided to... Oh, wait, so, sorry, you were right the first time. <laughs> Was it, is it Matthew? I thought you were talking I... about on the same time. <laughs> I'm going to sit this one out. <laughs> yes, yeah, so and Matthew and Claire were sitting out. I love this. I love these guys. And, and Claire 
decided to lean over and say, hey, and I, I think this was more for Claire to see if she could trust what Sarah had or what Matt had to say. And she leans over and she's like, hey, did were you shown anything from Lauren? Because and he obviously replies with no, I thought this was fantastic strategy from Claire. She's got nothing to oh, lose. Yeah. There, I highly doubt we're going to have a tribe swap. We haven't really Hopefully. seen that in the new era, really. So the the worst case scenario, this is going to come back to bite you at the merge. If, if Lauren makes the merge, maybe. But I think this is, you know, what do you have to lose here to try to gain some information about what might be happening on that island? Oh, yeah. I it. It might be sloppy if they both make merge. And if that gets brought up at the merge, I'm going to be so happy because there's one thing I love most about Survivor. It is just like gameplay that happens for no reason. Because again, Claire, you know, she didn't need to do that, right? But it does uh, put Matt's story in check and it causes a lot of uh, fracture on the other tribe. I forgot, I, I keep forgetting the tribes, the uh, Ratu tribe. Yes. Which is already dysfunctional you know so i mean josh we're a little we're a little biased towards claire you know we she's no, smart i i i wouldn't be surprised though if they were showing that more to show claire's gameplay and less that it's gonna blow up lauren's situation um true because i my guess would be that you could play off the like oh shit i forgot i threw it out i wasn't thinking i drew the loser vote and i Put it in the bag. I didn't think to bring it back with me. I, I, I know it's become the popular thing to bring the the proof back with you, but I, I also think that like you can play it off. Yeah, would I be a little suspicious of that person? Yes, but I also wouldn't immediately think that they're hundred percent lying to me. True, but as soon as we got back from the challenge, the very first thing that Matt and Brandon said was, "Oh yeah, you know we're being lied to. Uh, Lauren's lying to us. We gotta like you know." move and they also brought uh kane into the fold i don't know why <laughs> like one moment it was just brandon and matt talking <laughs> and the next thing you know i just see kane just they're like what's up it, it, it was an awkward discussions going down but i i am i do think it was a good move but uh, oh, yeah. by claire to kind of try to figure out some information before we move on to like the end game here and end game meaning tribal council and all that uh <laughs> I have to say this. I tweeted it. I, I know I saw a lot of tweets of people saying, now that's an immunity idol. That is awesome. Am I the only one who does not like it? Because it looked like a children's accessory that you would give like your child who wants to be a knight for Halloween. It looks very like, I know it's not plastic and I'm sorry to be this person, Josh, where it's like, gosh, you can't, you can't like make anyone happy. You can't make survivor fans happy. I love that it's different, but I'm just like, it looks like a plastic night toy is what I don't think so. It's a little small, but I don't actually think so. I think, I think if you felt it and it felt metal, then you would feel differently. Cause I don't, I don't think it's cheap plastic. I think that's not. Yeah. It's, it's gotta be metal. So I, I am, I'm a little here, here. I will say this. I like, I don't love the night theme, because it's just different from, you know, but they've had the island thing for so long. I get it. Like, you got to switch it up. But I think they executed it really well. Like, I think it looks really good. I like the chessboard oh, yeah. set. I like the, the tribal set. So, like, do I think it totally matches Survivor? Eh. <laughs> but they executed it in such a way that I'm like, okay. All right. I mean, the tribal set is badass. It's one yeah. of the, the, oh, the yeah. best tribal councils that I can remember. I'm just saying, imagine how cool. And again, you can't make everyone happy, but imagine how cool it would have been. If he would have taken that off. It's a full, like full size shield with like a full size sword <laughs> and not like this little circle. Just shield. so you could take it back to the cage and start stabbing. I was the just about to say that just so you could. <laughs> Let me, have, let me have a Remember season six where Matt just kept sharpening a machete the entire merge? They're going to get that again, Randy. Randy, Randy, Randy just nice. wants to dual wield at Survivor. He just he wants just, to be like, yo. I'm just too much of a Game of Thrones fan to not want a full sword and shield. And I mean, I, I, I do. I love that they change it up. Like I said, the set's amazing. 
I really wish if we were going, it just, it was so random when they showed the set and then the immunity idol. And then you're like, oh, I guess this is a medieval season. And, and it would have been nice to have like a theme, like season 44, uh, medieval times. That's so stupid, but something better than that. Yeah, but that's, I, I almost agree with you. Like, like <laughs> lean into it a little bit, you know, like not that you're going to call it like knights and ladies. because Knights of the round weird. table. Or, you know, like have the boats be like a little, like a little medieval looking. Something, or something. like Survivor like, Palau when they went into the like whole war thing. Oh, it's yeah, Pearl Islands. They leaned into the pirate stuff, which again <laughs> makes more sense for like, it, you know, does Knights in Shining Armor make the most sense for an island based show? No, but if you're going to do that, just like lean into it a little <laughs> bit. Uh, next next season, it's going to be all Hunger Games themed, and it is going to be incredible. All right, let's get let's get back on onto business, and let's talk about this really eventful tribal council. Who, I mean, who saw this coming? First off, you alluded to it, Josh. We had two players play the shot in the dark. We have heard my rants on the show. We all know that I think the shot in the dark is up there for one of the stupidest things ever on the show, just because it never works. It actually worked. It is now one for nine or whatever and working. I mean, define working. Mm. Nobody Def- was voting for her. So, yeah. like, so it's still did she pull, did she pull the safe one? Sure, but like it what wasn't we- like a, it wasn't working in the sense of somebody who's actually being targeted saving themselves. Well, what did we think of Jamie's move here? Because like she she's talking about this as they're talking about like as they're doing their strategy time and they're talking about who we're gonna send home. She's like. I might play my shot in the dark tonight just because I'm nervous. And then we get to tribal council. She's like, let me tell everyone I'm playing my shot in the dark. And I'm just sitting here and I'm like, why? It shows that you don't trust your allies enough, you know, or like you don't trust the people around you. Because when the tribes are that small, your vote really matters, right? If it was a tribe of 10 and she was just out of loop, I would kind of get it. But, you know... She's kind of responsible for Maddie going. Right? I mean, like, and and Matthew, like, he he's like, oh, she's not the only one. And again, for the second time, I'm still shocked. I'm still in that position of why from the first time. And then I'm like, why? Like, it kind of makes a little sense for him because he's got his injury. So oh, I yeah. would also be worried that, you know, I'm sitting here in a sling. I might be the easy vote. Mm-hmm. So that one makes a little bit more sense. But I just didn't expect both of them to play. At and the then same time. exactly. And then you had yeah. Lauren who decided to use her advantage and save her vote to be an extra vote later. So you have a, a tribal council of only six people at the very first tribal council, three votes. And that oh, yeah. is all we have in play here. And two of and them don't count. I do want to add on to, I think another reason why Matt used the shot in the dark and I, we could hear more of this is because Brandon was the target right with him. It's <laughs> idle play. He could have been afraid that, you know, because Brandon had the idol and people knew he had the idol, that um, he would be the next big target, right? Because if you can't vote out the, you know, the number one person, you vote out their ally, plan voodoo, whatever, whatever, whatever. So I at least see the merit in that, right? I still have no idea what Jamie was doing. (laughs) She just... (laughs) She wanted to play. That's what I think she was doing. She just wanted to be like, I'm going, uh, they're going to remember me. This also might be a little too much 4D chess, but I do wonder if a little bit, if Matthew was like, okay, Jamie's playing her shot in the dark. I don't want to not vote for Brandon because if Brandon goes, then I want to look like I've done my thing or whatever. Mm -hmm. But if I play my shot in the dark, that will signal to Brandon to play his idol. And then I can avoid of having to vote in one way or the other which would well, be a really smart play which would be i mean that's i don't want to say matthew's not capable of that <laughs> i don't know like i i'm just putting that out there i mean that would be a a genius play do we think that brandon would have played his idol i already said earlier i i think if it's a public idol you play it just to get that target off your back do we think he would have played it say that the two didn't play their shot. If Jamie didn't do that whole thing of I'm playing my shot. In yeah. The does dark. he feel, does he feel it's exactly. I, it's possible. He could have, I don't think there's I any, think he's still there's any way. 
I'm sure we'll be able to ask him at some point. He's a, <laughs> yeah. he's a Philly guy. We'll ask him at some point, but that's yeah, a good find, question. Find him in Let's, Philadelphia right now. Right it. <laughs> Bro, when yeah. Saving Bruce plays there. Was, was anyone shocked that, that Maddie was the, the vote here? Cause I was, I was actually really surprised. I thought the vote was going to go towards Lauren. Cause that was the initial plan was to, to vote Lauren off. So was anyone else shocked that Maddie was the one that we had to say goodbye here today? Yes and no. I mean, I I wasn't too surprised when Maddie got out. I was surprised with how she got out, right? Uh, I never really put her as high as I think you all did, just because I think her interaction with Brandon was just kind of like discombobulated. But to have someone to have her go out on the first night or first episode with one vote and from an idol play, no less, I that was the part that shocked me. Not that her getting out though. Josh, any, any, are you shocked at all? Can I interrupt with a little bit of breaking news from entertainment? You're oh, not yeah. Interrupted. We talked about, we talked about this. Um, so apparently on the Jeff Pro pop, Jeff Probst on fire with Jeff Probst podcast, he did say that Bruce has an invite to play Survivor again. He's the first player of the new era invited back. It just felt cool. like the right call. Um, wow. As to whether that means Bruce will come back in a returning player season or alongside a group of all newbies remains to, they say remains to be season. Put him on um, Winners of War 2. As does what season number it ends up happening in. We don't have a season yet. Lots to coordinate. He's got to leave his job again, leave his family, blah, blah, blah. It's an open invitation. So it's not like they have like specifically said he's in this cast, but it's basically like open invite. We'd like to have you back. Well, wow, like, um, Josh bomb over here. Which is so interesting <laughs> that they did that for him, but not for Pat. You know what that screams to me? And I really hate to say this. I really do. Publicity. Because, I mean, you have this new podcast starting off. And then what better way to start it off than talk with the guy who got medevaced? You know, everyone's tuning into this podcast because it's new. It's fresh. No one has anything to complain about. They're like, Jeff Probst has a new podcast. We got to listen to it just to give it a chance. And now you're openly giving an invite to this player. We would love to have you back in a future returnee season, which everyone has been wanting a returning season. And now mm-hmm. that's going to get everybody's ears up immediately. And no, he like, said he's not sure. It's a well, it, okay, I get it. Could what be an all newbie season. Okay, because he hasn't been. He hasn't really done anything. So like, they could bring him back as a newbie season. It wouldn't. Any, nobody. Would, okay, that I, makes sense. I still think it's. I think it was a great way. I'm not saying that they wouldn't have done it anyways. Maybe they would have done it behind the scenes. But if you just openly tell this guy on your new podcast, we would love to have you back. There's an open invitation. I I think it's just a great, they needed something for that first podcast to kind of hook people in and have Mm -hmm. them coming back to listen to it even more. So I wonder if it's more of a publicity stunt to be like, this is perfect. We'll have Bruce on. We'll talk to him. I know a lot of people are going to be worried about him and then we'll tell him he can come right back. Unless if they do a, you know, uh, injured season and they bring back Pat, I don't see them bringing back Jackson because Jackson, I think he kind of lied to, or like withheld information from producers. Uh, apparently I forgot the exact specifics. So he was taking lithium and he couldn't go on lithium. He couldn't have lithium withdrawal. Yeah, that that's what it was. But like they didn't, he didn't tell producers, right? I think I was like because probes like yelled at him. Um, so it is possible that we see Bruce and Pat. I don't, I don't know if Pat would want to come back. Yeah, you wonder with like a with like a back injury, it could just be the kind of thing where it's like you know that's just not right for his. Yeah, he doesn't want to risk it again, and like you know, and two, it might be different because Bruce got injured in a challenge and pat just got injured on like the boat the what the wave got him the wave i do have to go back josh and 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 ask again before that that breaking news there sorry um no you were all good thank you because that was actually i that kind of shocked me that's why i said it was a josh bomb he's pulling the origin it's not even my breaking news (laughs) i really can't take any credit for that for being on twitter during this podcast but (laughs) that's right we're we're boring him now (laughs) no i'm kidding (laughs) but anyways so were you shocked that Maddie was the one who went here? I mean, obviously Brandon's vote was the only one who counted and we knew he didn't trust Maddie, but the initial target was Lauren. It's tough to say this is the, this is the sports writer in me kicking in. Cause I, you know, it's like, you see so many upsets and things and you're like, what's shocking anymore. Yeah. 
in this era of Survivor, there are no easy boots. Yeah. Somebody even said that tonight. That like, there's nobody. Danny was like, there's nobody you can look at and be like, this person's lazy. This person's boring. This person doesn't really fit in. Everybody's personable. Everybody's affable. Everybody's you know, there's not that like you know crotchety old you know person that Chicken Morris. Yeah, I was just gonna say Republican. And then I was like, I shouldn't say that. And then I was like, that's the easiest way to say it. You know what I mean? The Trump fan. Like, there's not really that kind of person that they're bringing on the island. Because you're entering this, like, super diverse, accepting community. That person would just really not do well in that current era of Survivor as they they shouldn't. You know, like, what's the racist on Survivor? (laughs) Um, I mean, we saw Rudy Bosch. Yeah, and that was season one. That was (laughs) 23 years ago. And it's like, anyways. So, like there's no there's no easy boot so it's like you know who on that list can you look at and be like yeah they should have been the first out i wouldn't have been you know so like am i surprised yeah because you know i've met maddie she's smart she's engaging like she Mm -hmm. i've said this to anybody on this season could go out first or go go last that's sort of why i did what i did in the in the cast assessment you know had a little fun with abe but like really it's true there's there's so little to say this person should really be a first out. I mean, the, this, the casts are so strong now that, you know, no, by the time the vote came down to it, it wasn't a surprise because Maddie was the one p- trying to push buttons. Brandon played his idol. And so as soon as you knew he played it, you knew she was gone. Uh, yeah, but if you'd asked me a week ago, is Maddie going to be the first boot? I wouldn't have been like, yeah, easily. Definitely her. I still thought the vote would have gone towards Lauren. And that would have been, I would have been right. Cause that was my, um, my first boot prediction was Lauren. So I was a little bummed out about that. I did want to see Maddie play a little bit more, but do we feel like it came down to, was this just wrong place, wrong time with the wrong person Mm -hmm. gunning for you? Or did she play a little too hard at the very beginning? Mixture of both. I think she like had a misplay again with, with Brandon. I don't think that under normal circumstances, however, that that would leave to her uh, boot. I think that she was just kind of, she may have one miss, small misplay and then just got punished too hard for it. Right. Um, so RIP yes. Maddie. All right. I think the obvious vote would have been Matthew. He's how sh- shoulder was hurt. And that's the one you could probably sell to everybody else and be like, look, I like Matthew a lot, but if his shoulders hurt, he's not going to be an asset for us. And it's only day three. And we're going to, you know, we're not swapping tomorrow. Um, it was really shocking that nobody threw out Maddie's name. Not one person. I'm from sure what we people saw. did, and they knew he didn't have the idol because Brandon asked. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it it's just how Survivor usually plays out. You would think they would say, "Hey, this guy can't use his arm, really. Why not just get him out?" Yeah. Right. I mean, I feel like they. I feel like everyone thinks of everything, right? I'm sure if Abe was here, he'd be like, "Let me tell you something. When I was on the <laughs> island, we talked about voting out everyone." And then they voted out me. What gives? I, I think they did consider voting out Matthew, I think. But it was just a problem with the premiere that there's so much going on. And I think most people just generally liked Matthew because he was a strong leader before. And even though the challenges are very like physical, there's still that mental part. And I feel like Matthew could still help out in the puzzles, even though he can't really contribute with the shoulder. Well, before we before we wrap up here, I think we did a great job in like an hour's time kind of covering oh, yeah. everything. But in case we did miss something, is there anything, guys, that stood out to you that you want to shout out or anyone in particular that you watched this premiere and you went, man, I really like this person. I'll just say I I thought this was a really good premiere. I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. It was exciting. I know it's never good to have a medevac and medical visits, but that added to the excitement. And I I think easily this was the best premiere out of the new era, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I think this cast, I can see why production was so excited for the season. I can see why Jeff Probst said, and I quote, I had the most fun with this cast than I have in a long time. And I can see why this is a great cast for the show. There are already people that I don't like. There are already people that I really like. Josh is going to instantly ask me who I don't like. Yeah, who did you not like yeah, on who, that episode? What? All right, I'll, I'll I'll be the bad person that puts out names. Carolyn's a little much. 
a little much in my opinion a little it's like girl (laughs) a little much and kane is the big one i do not like kane's (laughs) vibe whatsoever he didn't do anything he's like the most canadian nice guy i do someone walked up to him and started explaining the the strategy and he's like no no i get the situation just tell me the numbers and it's just i there's something about him i (laughs) i i don't like kane in the game these are all amazing people and josh wants to paint me as a bad guy here but that in game terms, mm. I, I want those two out. No, I mean, they're clearly painting Carolyn out to be that way. So yes. yeah, that yeah. one's not surprising. We follow the edit, man. It like, goes, if, I, I'm the person who did not like Marianne as a winner. So I'm already hated by a what? lot of people. I forgot I about that. Uh, yeah, not my favorite winner. But yeah, is there anything that stuck out to you guys? Or do you just want to say how much you enjoyed or didn't enjoy this premiere, whichever side of the table you're on? I have a crazy prediction. All right. I'll be the first one to say right here, Carson Garrett is getting either sixth or fifth. He's going to make it far. He's not winning the game. He's going to be the clear-cut winner He's, who gets cut about that fifth, sixth position. I like that like kid so much. Maybe, maybe I like that kid so much. Probably like similar to Cody, right? Because like how Jesse was like the clear-cut winner, but Cody was still pretty high up there, at least for me. I love Cody. And Cody was, you know, pr- doing pretty good and then get sniped at, uh, I think it was the five or six. I think Carson's going to be kind of similar. And uh, then Sarah Wade will be going pre or pre-merge. Oh, so you know that for a fact. Yes. A I talked to Jeff Probst. <laughs> I'll just say, I, I will agree with Carson. This kid got... I keep doing that. I keep calling people kids and I'm not old enough yet to call people kids. Randy, how old are you? I'm 25. He's 20. <laughs> I would call him a kid. Brother, okay, he's, if, he, if he's 20, this I can call man. him a kid. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, this kid I? got so much hate in the preseason because of his pillows or whatever. And when, you know, I try to stay away from watching, looking too much into the preseason. I want to figure out these people once they're out there on the island and this guy, this guy seems like a fun-loving nerd. I am a little worried about him overplaying. Like, he was already like, I don't want them to know I'm good at puzzles. I'm like, you don't think people are already going to assume that? You might as well just play into it. You're, dom- oh, yeah. you're dominant. At I don't play. know. I thought that was actually smart by him to not immediately. I thought he was just saying I shouldn't immediately jump into it. Be like, oh, yes, yes, yes. Because I, I think actually- I noticed that, too. I was sitting there. I'm like, I feel like Carson could figure this out in a few minutes. But he kind of let Helen take the lead. And he was just like, as she was explaining it, he was just like, oh, yeah. Yeah. But I'm like, I feel like if you just told Carson to figure it out, he'd get it done in a few minutes. Eh. No, yeah. I like it. I think. I think a lot of people were assuming because of the t-shirt thing that like, oh, he's going to be the first boot. He's trying to capitalize it. But no, I think he's just a young kid who's like genuinely super pumped to be out there. And that's just who Carson is. Like from some of the pregame photos, I was like, you know, for a nerdy kid, like he's pretty buff. And then he gets out there. He's like, I put on 30 pounds. And it's like, aha, like, no, he like really (laughs) thought about it. I mean, he came a lot. He came ready to play survivor and I am excited to watch him play. And I mean, Let's be honest. We all know me at this point. If I go on the show, I'm definitely making like a, a shirt or something with my face on it. It's just going to happen. So I'm I'm ready to receive the hate. Uh, but yeah, I think we covered everything there. We got a few housekeeping things to get out of the way. This is the last time I'm going to mention it. And then you guys can be done hearing about it. But if you want to join in to our Facebook fantasy survivor 44, um, Fan- yeah, I said fantasy way too many times. Fantasy pool, you can do that. Hit the link in the description below. Sure, you are one week behind because we've already started playing, but it isn't too late for you. You can join on, start playing next week, and then just do super good and catch up. If you win, there is a prize pack to the person who finishes the season with the most amount of points. That was given to us by our good friends at Katie Tedesco. Our, her link will be in the bio as well. Go check out her page. She makes incredible Survivor content. And you will also be getting a signed card from everyone's favorite first boot castaway, Eric Abraham. I'm going to get him to sign this, and you'll get that as well. Really had um, to throw out first boot. God. <laughs> yeah, I had to. He's everyone's <laughs> first boot castaway. Uh, but yeah, other than that, we are not done with Survivor content this week. We have a brand new show premiering on Friday. They're going to record it tomorrow, as you guys may know Tegwith from our coverage 
of Survivor Australia. She's going to be joining my great friend David for a new show called Survivor Social. It is a breakdown show. It's a recap show, but they're going to go even more in depth. They're going to be talking about the social issues. If there are any on the show, they're going to be talking about some of the more controversial stuff over there. And plus these two know so much about Survivor, not saying Will and Josh do not, but I'm not the best historian with going back. David's one of those people. He can pick out what episode this happened in at one point, at what point, how many people were left in the game, yada, yada. These two know their Survivor and it's going to be a fun watch. I'm going to be watching along uh, with a nice bottle of wine i was gonna say glass of wine but i'm actually gonna do a bottle but it's gonna be super entertaining i can't wait to can't wait to see it if you do if you guys did enjoy this video hit that like button subscribe to the channel turn on that notification bell because you never know when our videos are going to be going up and we have even more content coming out every single day on this channel so we're trying to get to the point where we are the go-to for survivor and international survivor content. We're, we're hunting you down, Rob. We're not chasing them. We're never going to, it's fine. They, they have their own thing. Uh, and then if you're listening on Spotify, make sure to follow the podcast and leave us a rating, uh, whatever you please, we would prefer a four or five more like a five, but you know, it helps the channel grow as well. Uh, gentlemen, anything else to say to today before we kind of wrap up? Uh, I'm just going to hear, I'm here to plug uh, Saving Bruce once again. Uh, it's a band I've been working in for quite a while now. We just did a benefit show and raised like $550 for Kira SMA. Oh, uh, so that was cool. And I, that's why Bruce was like my number one guy going into the season. And, you know, we saw what happened. So oh, it looks man. like Bruce needs to be saved. Uh, not just Survivor Bruce, but also a draft. I uh, love it. And Josh, anything happening with you, man? Oh, I was just going to say Jam Jam was as good as we thought he was. Uh, no, just two, three more weeks of the basketball season, and then I can sleep. <laughs> sleep. Brother, you think you can sleep? Sleep. <laughs> so, sleep. All right, we'll leave it with that, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll catch you guys here next week.